Hello, I'm John Eldridge, and welcome to the Ransomed Heart Podcast. We wanted to continue this week to offer another glimpse into the life of Jesus. All right, so back to the Gospel of Matthew, back to chapter 8. These remarkable stories, the kindness and the disruption of culture with the leper, right? The astonishment at the centurion and the condition of faith. The generosity of just offering his time, his words, well into the night with people. And then the disruption, the willingness to speak hard words that are the very words that are needed. Two more stories in chapter 8 alone. And I hope what this is causing you to do, as you're reading the scripture, just stop and ask yourself, what What have we got here? What is this telling me? What's operating here? Because it's just extraordinary. All right. Famous story of Jesus calming the storm, followed by the story of the deliverance of the uh, two demon-possessed men in the Gadarenes wilderness. Stories are actually connected. All right? Then he got into the boat, and his disciples followed him. Without warning, a furious storm came up on the lake, so that the waves swept over the boat. But Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went and woke him up, saying, Lord, save us! We're going to drown! He replied, You of little faith. What are you so worked up about? Let's go. Um, that? <laughs> the storm? The really big waves? The wind? You know? Why aren't you worked up? What is it with this guy? All right? And then he got up and he rebukes. That's interesting. The wind and the waves was completely calm. And the men were amazed and asked, What kind of man is this? which is what we're asking, right? What kind of man have you got here, all right? Even the winds and the waves obey him. Okay, astounding. First off, his faith, okay? Jesus is not cheating on the math quiz, all right? His faith, his calm assurance, his authority, Okay? Obviously, the man is not easily panicked. Okay? And the man knows who he is. He knows who he is. There's none of that self-doubt that passes for humility these days. Self-doubt's very in, right? Kind of, oh, I'm just sort of wrestling with things, and I'm not really sure, and kind of almost as if confidence is like a bad quality to have, that assurance and faith are bad qualities to have. They're not real, you know, they're not human. But wait a second, we've got a human here. We've got a human here, and he doesn't seem to think that self doubt equals humility. You see that? Which causes us to rethink humility. All right? Really, I think we passed the two off as the same thing, and they're not the same thing. Okay? And then they arrive at the shore, 
right, in the region of the Gadarenes, two demon-possessed men coming from the tomb met them. They were so violent, no one could pass that way. What do you want with us, son of God? They shouted. Have you come here to torture us before the appointed time? Some distance from them, a large herd of pigs was feeding. The demons begged Jesus, if you drive us out, send us into the herd of pigs. He said to them, go. So they came out and went into the pigs, and the whole herd rushed down the steep bank into the lake and died in the water. Those tending the pigs ran off, went into the town and reported all of this, including what had happened to the demon-possessed men. Then the whole town went out to meet Jesus, and when they saw him, they pleaded with him to leave. Um, several things in this story. Could it be that the storm is from the enemy and is trying to prevent the remarkable deliverance that's about to take place? Any of you that's had any experience with helping people who are very deeply spiritually oppressed, demonically oppressed, will know that all hell breaks loose in your life when you're trying to help them, right? Have you noticed that? Car breaks down, lose your job, violent illness, you know, it transfers, it comes against you to try and prevent you from helping them. A conjecture, not necessarily embedded in the text, but why are these two stories strung together? And when he's done, he does leave. It's almost as if he went all the way across a lake for this one event, to set these guys free. Now, you have to have some awareness of the way you handle spiritual warfare in your own life to appreciate this story, because the truth is, we don't want to deal with it. We don't. It is absolutely inherent in every Christian, I know. I'm just like, oh, really? I don't want to pray against this again. I don't think this is warfare. I just think it's a cold. You know, I mean, just we duck, we dodge, we procrastinate, we take a couple whacks at it, right? You don't see any of that with Jesus. What you get with Jesus is this unflinching intentionality. I absolutely love that about this man. I absolutely love that about him. Later it says he set his face like a flint towards Jerusalem when it was time for his crucifixion, right? The unflinching intentionality of him. This was just a taste from a new resource that we're offering at Ransomed Heart called The Life of Jesus. To find out more about this and other new resources, come to our store at RansomedHeart.com.